25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hey, yeah. Hour two of the show has officially begun. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents in all 82 counties, wherever you are, wherever you live, wherever you're going, wherever you're moving to throughout the state of Mississippi, There's a local agent waiting on you to serve you, give you a cell phone number that's you can deal with one-on-one. That's the way it is at Farm Bureau Insurance, the way it ought to be. All right, welcome in. Hey, this is a little different because it's not often, for some maybe more often than you would want, but it's not often that you get a whole like turnover and shift and just a reset button on one of your major college football programs in the state of Mississippi. When that happens and you hire a new coach, it is a big deal. For that fan base, for the onlookers and the other fan bases, yes, it's a big deal. It's going to shift the rivalry. It's going to shift a program one way or the other. And so it's a big deal. As evidenced by the reaction over the last few days after the official announcement that Lane Kiffin had been hired as the head coach at Ole Miss. And so with that, there is a press conference scheduled to begin at uh, Ole Miss right about now, here in just a couple of minutes. What I'm trying to do is make sure that I am able to uh, tune into some of it so that you and I both can be tuned into some of it. What they're doing right now, I think, is getting everybody seated. They haven't started yet at the pavilion, but what I'm going to try to do is get some of the audio pulled up for you so we can kind of hear what it sounds like. You hear this, Roger? All right. That was their fill-in music. Is that Ozzy Osbourne? Okay, now again, I don't know if this is live. But it sounds like it. See, right now, I can't see anything. I can only hear. We'll kind of leave it up. It sounds like what we're doing is uh, we're trying to get the fans who are showing up for the press conference a little pumped up inside the arena. Now you can hear them yelling, so maybe the coach and all is walking in. What are they saying? Maybe they said go Rebs. You 
think there's that bigger crowd here? Yeah, I mean, I Huge. bet there is. Roger, listen, somebody put on Twitter that they are selling beer at this press conference at a reduced price. I, I'm, I'm just going to let that alone. I mean, I'm serious. Let me see if I can find it. I think Zach, my buddy Zach Bingham, who... Beer and soft wine. Yeah, like okay, it. okay. Now, the audio's very overdriven, but they're showing a train. All right, we're tuned into the audio. They're showing a highlight video. Players are chest bumping. Here comes a train. Find a head coach that can walk into a room and and absolutely take over that room. There comes Lane Kiffin. They're showing video of Lane as he walked in, and then a bunch of Ole Miss fans. They're doing the swaying. They're dancing in the stands. It's definitely they are definitely latching on in this press conference, Roger, to the theme of the train. And it says, be careful with that one. And now there's a graphic, all aboard. That's awesome. Yep. They said all aboard. All right, here he is. So now we're tuning into the press conference. Let me describe this for you. This song is Crazy Train. Keep that in mind. Crazy Train. They've got the pavilion, the basketball arena. I mean, it might be full. And Lane Kiffin and his children with him are walking out onto the floor. Got cheerleaders and stuff out on the floor. They have the big video board lowered into the middle of the arena to kind of use it as a backdrop for him. Lane Kiffin is walking up to the stage, onto the stage right now. Again, the arena, the lower section of their arena is full. He just gave them a fist pump, and it looks like we're about to get started. Okay, Glenn Boyce, who is the new chancellor, is the first to the podium. Let's start with him. Wow, what a great day to be a rebel, without a doubt. Great day to be a rebel. So I want to take and welcome everybody to the pavilion at Ole Miss the best place to watch college basketball in the entire country, without a doubt. What a great facility. Today's an out exciting and outstanding day for the Ole Miss family, and in particular for our football program. First, I want to acknowledge the exceptional job done by our athletic director, Keith Carter. Keith, thank you. He's moving swiftly and decisively to position Ole Miss athletics for a new era of success. I want to thank Keith for his tremendous leadership and his vision that got us to today's announcements. And I want to thank all of you and all of Rebel Nation, especially those of you who came out today to show Coach Giffen what passionate fans we have. Coach, the best in America, and I know you know that. I know you know that. When the search process began for head football coach, I asked Keith to find a coach who possessed three traits. That's all I asked him, just three traits. Number one, a proven record of success. Number two, an understanding of the competitive landscape of the SEC, because it's our desire not just to compete, but it's our desire to win. That's what we're all about, and that's who we're going to be. 
And finally, the leadership and the ability, and it's on display right here today, to excite our fans, to excite our fans. And in short, Keith absolutely nailed it. He absolutely did. This is, uh, Glenn, so this is Glenn Boyce, new chancellor at Ole Miss at the podium right now. Welcome to our new head football coach, Lane Kiffin. And now it's my pleasure to bring Keith forward to do the honors. So this is Keith Carter, athletics director. All right. Looks, feels like everybody's pretty excited. That's great. That's great. Uh, thank you to Chancellor Boyce for your support and leadership throughout this process. Uh, he was great. Uh, helped me along the way to, to get this thing done. Uh, I want to thank our search uh, partner, Chad Chatlos with Ventura Partners, who uh, was also very instrumental, uh, obviously helped with a lot of different things, confidentiality and so many different things. Um, the next thing, do we have any former football players here? If you're a former football player, stand up. Let's give these folks a round of applause. Absolutely. Absolutely. Current guys. We've got some current guys right here. Stand up if you're a current football player. Let's go. That's right. Uh, and I want to say thank you to our staff as well. Uh, throughout this process, there's been so many different people that have been instrumental in helping with the transition. So thank you to all of our staff. Too many to name individually, but thank you so much. Uh, I want to welcome Coach Kiffin's family here today. We have Landry, Presley, and Knox. And I think, I think that everybody in here is pretty excited. But I don't think anybody was excited as Knox was Saturday morning when we saw that, right? Huh? No, that was awesome. Uh, and Coach's parents are here, other family members are here, and, and we welcome them to Oxford as well. Uh, when I stood before you last week, I talked about finding a coach that would bring energy, passion, and a track record for success. We talked about a, somebody who would be a program builder, and someone who could galvanize and help unite Rebel Nation. As I got started with the search, I spoke to a number of potential candidates trying to identify a person that could check all of those boxes. All right, so just if you're tuning in, this is Keith Carter. He's the athletics director at Ole Miss. They're having a press conference where they're introducing Lane Kiffin as the head coach. It's going on right now live in the pavilion at Ole Miss. We're tuning in. Lane Kiffin was highly respected and one of the brightest minds in college football. But as we went through the process, I learned so much more about him. Coach Kiffin is an innovator. He's engineered some of the most creative and high-powered offenses in college football. Regardless of the conference, talent level, or size of the stage, his teams have exhibited toughness, cutting-edge play calling, and they put a lot of points on the board. Coach, yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Coach Kiffin has a championship pedigree. He's been a part of dynasties at Alabama and USC, working under two of the most respected coaches in the sport. And obviously, he grew up in a football family with his legendary father, Monty Kiffin, who's with us here today. <laughs> Coach Kiffin is a program builder. In his most recent position, he inherited a struggling program at FAU and immediately turned them into a championship program 
with two titles in the last three years down in Boca. And finally, Coach Kiffin is a lightning rod. As you have seen, his presence alone can generate confidence, energy, and a swagger that inspires student athletes to reach their full potential while galvanizing Rebel Nation. But I also learned who Coach Kiffin is as a person. He has spent his life under the microscope, and he talked about how much he has grown on that journey. He's experienced the highest levels of the sport, and it has shaped him into the leader that he is today. He has a passion for student athletes and wants to help mold them as men and prepare them for life after football. Once I sat down with Coach Kiffin, I immediately re realized that we had a shared vision for Ole Miss football. I was very impressed with his knowledge of Ole Miss and his interest in our job. We talked about Rebel football having an opportunity to compete at the highest level and win championships. Yep, thank you. Thank you. All right, so it's dragging on just a little bit. Obviously, uh, us here on the radio, everybody there, we're, we're here to hear Lane Kiffin, what he's going to say as a new head coach uh, there in Oxford. Uh, you've heard from the chancellor. You're hearing from Keith Carter, the athletics director at the moment. I think all those things are necessary. Let's see. They're moving to the next part. Let's see what it is. All right, so here comes Lane Kiffin to the podium. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, we talked about former football players. You know, are there any former All-American basketball players here? <laughs> Please stand up. Hey, guys, thank you. I'm extremely honored to stand here today. You know, the, the support, the excitement uh, at the airport was amazing. You know, to get off the plane, um, and had what seemed like thousands of people there. Uh, just made you feel so welcome uh, to myself and now my family today. Uh, it's been really amazing in, what, 12 hours or something. So, you know, this has been a long journey. You know, about 10 years ago, all right, we left the SEC. Okay, now we're coming back. You know, there, there's nothing like it. You know, I've said before, there's football and there's the SEC. And so... No matter where you go, um, no matter where you coach, all right, there is nothing like it. And so um, being away from it for three years, you know, sometimes when you leave something, you know, then you realize what it really is. And so um, we had a great three years um, down at Florida Atlantic. Like you mentioned, winning two, two conference championships, two uh, 10, 11 win seasons, but there was something missing, you know, and there, there was something missing myself you know, walking out into those stadiums and the energy around it, the tailgating around it before, the night before, the hotels. And so just extremely excited to be back. And um, everyone around this program is extremely important. Everyone here today, our players, okay, and how we represent it on and off the field. You know, this is a partnership here coming together today that I believe takes Ole Miss to a national level where we can go... where we can have the ability now to go anywhere in the nation, find the best players, and get them to come play right here. So um, the number one goal in the program, 
you know, that you can be proud of, all right, is the way that we do it. We play exciting football, compete for championships, and something that you're really proud of and that you're excited on Saturday morning when you wake up to get over to that stadium. <clears throat> so many people to, to thank uh, that I wouldn't be here um, today without, you know, the kids coming here. Uh, they're excited and I already have felt very welcomed by the people so far. Uh, Chancellor, for bringing me here, uh, Keith Carter, and everyone involved in this process, we're very grateful, we're very humbled, and we're very honored for that. You know, I've been very fortunate to work with some of the best coaches in the history of all of sports. And, you know, to be raised by my dad, be around him and all his success and how he's handled himself, you know, then to go work for Pete Carroll and learn for six years from him, which was an amazing experience there, 34 straight wins, three Heisman Trophy winners, and then And then to be able to work with the late Hall of Famer Al Davis was an amazing opportunity. And then lastly, uh, the three years prior to going to Florida Atlantic to work for Coach Saban. Very grateful for the opportunity he gave me. Really, I feel like, you know, kind of put a stamp on me, you know, that, hey, this guy can coach. And so those three years, you know, very grateful for those, but those made me that much better. So when we could come here today to take a job like this, all right, we have an exact plan of how to do this to combine these people I just talked about, the systems, the things you learn from them to be able to come in here and do this thing at a very high level. So we're very excited for this new chapter of my journey. And this program has great history, tradition, from the Mannings to the Grove, Coach Vaught, Walk of Champions, Chucky Mullins. So we're excited to get started and very grateful again. You know, we're going to create a culture here that our players, our coaches want to be at versus have to. And so we say that a lot around here. You know, that you're excited when you wake up in the morning, all right, to come to work. You're excited to go to those 6 a.m. workouts, players, because you know you're going to get better. There's going to be a high energy and a great atmosphere that you want to be a part of. You know, we, we didn't come here to be good, all right? That's not why we're here today. We came here to be great. And this was not a, hey, we're going to take a job just to get back to the SEC. You know, I did an interview just yesterday, and someone said, well, this place doesn't have tradition like the place you've been. I said, well, I know what tradition is. I remember this. I remember at Alabama coming down here playing in this matchup, and in three years we only lost two games, and they were both to Ole Miss. You know, we want to win, but we also, we need to earn the right to win. And so that takes a lot of work that we're starting today. You know, this program will be built on old school principles, okay, with a new school mindset of how to do that. So that combination of new way of thinking, you know, we don't just do things a certain way because they've been done that way. We're always evolving, whether it's analytics, technology, recruiting, player development, sports science, game management, at the highest level, you know, we're always learning, always evolving. And that, these last six years, okay, at the two stops, was able to watch things. And so that when we had this opportunity to come back to the greatest conference here, all right, we'd be ready to do this thing the right way and win.
You know, a huge priority for us obviously will be our, be our staff. And so we're going to hire a great staff of coaches that come in here that help our players develop on and off the field. You know, and so one of the things going through this process that I was asked, you know, how are you different than you were, say, 10 years ago? And, you know, I used to coach thinking that my job was to win games to get the players to the NFL. And that was it. And now I understand, okay, developing the players off the field, developing relationships with them and chemistry with them. And so we're helping them way beyond just football. So we're excited to get that started here, excited to represent Ole Miss. Spoke to the commissioner today. Um, he's excited for us. Good talk with him and um, excited to work with him. Very familiar with this league, as you guys know. A lot of these head coaches in this league I've worked with before. So it's time to get to work again. All right, I'm going to bring it down. We've got to go to a break. Uh, that's tuning into the uh, press conference at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin at the podium right now. Ole Miss fans and really everybody getting to see him for the first time in the new role. Y'all stick around. that sound effect for a lot of different reasons haven't we roger <laughs> we're pressed in you know on friday we went down the list of coaches that were most likely kippen was number two whatever yeah. happened i guess napier still over there yeah nobody snatched up napier or he didn't accept the job you never know if he was offered or if he wasn't well i mean if they were looking at a kiffin and they weren't looking at that well player. i'm just talking about all the jobs you know you have missouri yeah. open you have arkansas Making a hire. Arkansas is hiring a guy named Pittman off the Georgia staff. Missouri is hiring uh, Drinkwitz, the head coach from Appalachian State. That they name w- works at Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, he's at Missouri. Um, but, yeah, he did a great job at App State. Won the Sun Belt this year actually beat Louisiana and Billy Napier. But he's a first-year head coach there, so I think that's who Missouri's going to hire. Pittman going over to Arkansas from Georgia. Of course, Kiffin to Ole Miss. Somebody remarked earlier today on Twitter, said the SEC openings, they could not have hired three more different coaches. I don't know very much about the other two, though. All right, so... Let's react. We're live here today on this Monday, this Reaction Monday. If you were tuning in, you heard a lot of or some of the Lane Kiffin conference press conference from just a second ago. They ended it pretty good. Didn't go on too terribly long. Uh, they had a good crowd in there for it, obviously. You could hear there was a lot of excitement. So your reaction to that, I'd love to know what you think. Feel free to call me on the Divini Equipment phone line. 
It is 601-995-1059. You call that number, you'll talk to Roger, he'll put you up, and I'd love to hear your voice today. People around the state can hear your voice live on the radio. 995-1059. Again, that's a 601 number. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you could text me. That is open to you on the uh, text line. 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. You can also tweet me as usual at Radio Wyatt. On the text line. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to look at this here. On the text line, Fluffy says... Will Monty Kiffin be hired as defensive coordinator? Seems like a lot given the Kiffin's history since USC, right? Because uh, Monty Kiffin was on the staff for Lane at the University of Tennessee when uh, he was the head coach there. How many years was Lane Kiffin the head coach of Tennessee? One or two? It was two, wasn't it? Like the. Ole Miss opens with Baylor. He's, he makes the point. That's a trial by fire for sure. Oh, no question about it. And you talk about a great doing a great job now. Is Matt Rule, the head coach at Baylor, he was at Temple and did a great job, goes to Baylor and, look, has him in the, the Big 12 championship game, and that was not a fluke. They lost twice this year, and both times it was to Oklahoma, a team that's in the playoff. And that was an overtime game the other day. And when I watched that the other day, I'll be honest with you, when I watched, turned it on to watch Oklahoma versus Baylor, I was a little knocked back. I was a little struck by how physical that game was. And that's what I get for paying attention to stereotypes. <laughs> because, look, I turned it on and I go, it's a Big 12. It's going to be a shootout. It's Oklahoma. This is just going to be backyard basketball on grass. Not at all. It was rock'em, sock'em robots. Knock each other out. The first play I saw when I turned it on, the quarterback for Baylor absolutely ran over, flattened, and trucked a starting linebacker for Oklahoma. They sent the linebacker for Oklahoma to the sideline concussion protocol, and two plays later they sent the quarterback out for it. <laughs> I mean, it was a physical game. So I have total respect for what Matt Rule went to Baylor and did. Given their situation, as tough as that was, um, Lane Kiffin was only the head coach at Tennessee for one year. That was in 2009. But I do know, again, that Monty was on his staff there. Did he go with him and coach with him at USC? I bet he did. Let's see, was it? Yeah, he did for at least uh, three of those seasons at USC. And then he spent a couple of years with the Dallas Cowboys, then the Jaguars, and then he was on his staff there at Florida Atlantic. So look, say what you want. Monty Kiffin, 79 years old. In February, let's put it this way. If Monty Kiffin becomes the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss, then when they run out onto the field for their first game next fall, he will be 80 years old. That's why I say he may be on the staff, but maybe not necessarily as the single solitary defensive coordinator. You know, it was rumored they were going to hire Charlie Strong. It's also been rumored they're going to keep uh, Mike McIntyre on the staff. So if Monty Kiffin's on the staff, just know, I mean, it's really cool and a neat story, but he's going to be 80 years old. He was born in 1940. All right. Um, that's from Fluffy. 
Jason says, be very wary of new coaches talking about titles. Bulldog Blitz says, my reaction is, from my perspective, the future at Ole Miss looks brighter than MSU's in football. Fluffy came back and said, Monty left USC for the NFL when Lane hit the hot seat. Dude has a Super Bowl ring from Tampa Bay. That's no easy feat, no doubt about it. And he's uh, considered the father of the Tampa 2 defense, right? Isn't that, isn't that money? Where you got two high safeties, but you know you drop or split to the sidelines, you drop the linebacker out of the middle of the field and run him back into the middle. I maybe I maybe I'm crediting the wrong guy, but I think that's him. Uh, QB one, Kiffin one year at Tennessee, bolted for USC, and that's why Tennessee fans hate him. And Walt says, "Hey Matt, great show as always. Your honest thoughts, even with a short time, will Kiffin sign a higher rated class than Luke had lined up?" I understand a lot of speculation goes in this. Thanks from Walt. Yeah, I think he will, Walt, just because you know he's been there, done that, and and this is new life for Lane Kiffin. It really is. This is new life for him, and he cannot fail. He simply cannot fail right there. And I don't mean that he's immune to failure. What I'm saying is he his approach and his mindset will be this is a crossroads in my career. This is a crucial moment in my career. Failure is not an option. And look, I mean, Ole Miss will get active again on the recruiting trail. They, they're like any school. I, I'm not singling them out saying they're any different because they're not. What I'm saying is they're like any school. they got boosters with money out on the streets who want to get involved in helping recruiting. And their recruiting will get better. You get the probation behind them and the, all that NCA stuff. That's just part of it. Think any of these decommits will rethink? I, I mean, he, given this, I mean, this is kind of a, a celebrity coach hire. Yeah, I mean, it totally defi- depends on relationship. That's totally what depends on the first time they meet him and how they feel about it and all that kind of stuff. It was Tampa cover two. That what you said? Uh-huh, yeah, Tampa two. I thought he was the one who came up with that. Everybody uses it now. Okay, um, real quick, Chris on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Hey, Chris. What's up, Matt? Yo. Hey, man, I called Chris's show, and I told him I'm one of the state fans that I think that this was the hire that state should have made a year ago. And I think I've told you that before, and um, I hate it for us, but I think that this is not good for the state. <laughs> well, um, look, let me tell you this, uh, Chris. There, there's. Let, let, this, I believe this to be true. There's way too many football players to go around. For one hire at one school, any school, whether it's 90 miles or 900, to be a reason why any other school can't do their job and win games. I believe that right. wholeheartedly. Just because there's competition for recruits, maybe unlike there was before, some of that idea is a little overplayed. State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, listen, there are zero excuses, Chris, for any of them. That You are one of 14 schools in the biggest, baddest, best, most covered, most lucrative conference in America. There are, You can get 25 players that are SEC level that can play for you at any of these 14 schools. Stand by. Yeah. Hold on.
All right. Let's pick it back up. Chris got cut off by the break, so let's jump back to him on the Divini Equipment phone line. What's up, Chris? Hey, man, I appreciate you holding me over. Um, I'm glad I said something earlier. I mean, you know, I just don't know. I mean, I think that his, his offensive mind is going to cause some problems in the games for us as far as the egg ball goes. Yeah, I see what but, you mean. You know, hey, hey I'm glad, and I, I want to tell Ole Miss fans, hey, y'all need to be extra, extra patient with him. Yeah. Because I think that – I think that he's the next, pretty much the next good coach that y'all have, and I don't think he could have done any better. But, hey, how about the last thing I told Chris Brooks, and I'm going to end my call on this. Let's say, let's get saving out of our SEC life. Let's save into the Cowboys. <laughs> and y'all have a great day, and see ya! See ya! The only thing about that is, you know, there's no evidence for anybody to believe that when Saban has – um equal or comparable talent to the teams around him that he's any different than any other coach. And that's just the truth. Now, he's different from other coaches in college football because he's been able to go to LSU and Alabama and put together the country's best rosters year after year after year. Put the most players in the NFL year after year after year. That makes him special. But, you know, when he was at Michigan State and other stops and, of course, with the Dolphins – Everybody's talent level is equal. He didn't really show anything that led you to believe he's any on game day anyway in terms of coaching and calling plays and all that any different than anybody else. I was impressed with Lane Kiffin's press conference from one perspective, and that is he didn't go in there and step to the microphone and pretend or put on as if he felt like he had to say a whole lot. I get a vibe. I mean, it's a mature approach, and I don't think he does that if it were five years ago or certainly ten years ago. I felt like he took an, a mature approach. I mean, it was almost like everybody in the arena and watching was just on the edge of their seat waiting for him to say something controversial or say something chippy or whatever. But he was just like, "Hey, here's what we're going to do: take an old school approach with a new mindset." You know, we want the brand of football to be exciting so that when you wake up on Saturday morning, you're looking forward to getting to the stadium. It's about player development on and off the field. All right, let's go. See you See you next week. I, I just – I was impressed because it was a mature approach. As a veteran coach, you can tell he's been around. And he – I'll tell you, he's I've read – up and he's been down. I, you're exactly right, Roger. And it, he – you read some stuff about him. It reads like a guy who – Life has forced him to learn some things at times. And today he approached that press conference like a guy who has learned a lot of things. And and I think that's what you got to have. Now, every once in a while, he might backslide. Oh, sure. But he's trying. That's right. Jason in Flagstaff on the phone. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. Sitting around here with a sick kid. So. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a agree with Chris and Fluffy there. This, this is not good for State. Um, you know, uh, you talk about recruiting and all this. But recent history, whoever controls Mississippi is having the best year. I, the only mm. time I can remember that both schools did well was when Mr. Freeze was recruiting nationally, and we kind of know how he was doing that. <laughs> so, 
Well, and you know, you're right. I think that's a good point, Jason. Um, I think there is something to that. You know, teams over the years, you'd have one or the other that kind of would control things in state a little more than the other. And you're right. When both were up, you had this interesting dynamic of Freeze and his staff hitting these home runs with guys from like, you know, Florida and Georgia and, and Chicago. And you had state. Yeah. State developing the two and three star players like Preston Smith and Dak Prescott, you know. It's oh. a good point. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Jason. Hey, tell a little one get well. I'll do it. I was trying to get him to talk on the radio. He won't have anything to do with it. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. All right. See you, man. Y'all get well soon. Paul, you're up on the Divinity phone. What's up, Paul? Hey, bud. Hey, man. Have a good afternoon. Yeah, thank you. Um, you were talking about the defensive coordinator job all ago, and I, I really think that uh, McIntyre is going to be probably the lead candidate, and if not McIntyre, possibly Charlie Strong, and I don't see any way that Kiffin is going to promote his dad defensive coordinator at 80 years old. Yeah, that's right. Not not his full-time coordinator, but you know, that's what I'm saying, Paul. He was on his staff at FAU, on his staff at USC, on his right, staff at Tennessee. Right. So you just know he's going to be there, right? And it's He just, may be one of these consultants or whatever, you know, but yeah. he's not going to be a he's sure. not going to be a coordinator for sure. Sure. But my next question, who in the world is this guy that Arkansas hired as their head football coach. <laughs> have you ever heard of him? I, I've never heard of him. And listen, I've got to do some reading, Paul. No, because, no, 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 sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, this, I, and I am a very well versed football fan. Well, I, mean, I claim I, to be also, I'm but I've never years heard of old, him. And I, I think I know uh, most <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> names that are pertinent in the college football. But I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> and I could not believe it when I saw his announcement. Well, wow. and he it's is crazy. such, he's such now, a character, now, too. Now, Missouri got the Appalachian State coach. But so he, I think that's a good hire. Well, I do, too. But he was only the head coach at App State for one year in terms of being the head coach. I understand. Yep, you're exactly right. But this name out of Georgia, I mean – Unheard of. I know. Never heard and of. I cannot believe that Arkansas. I mean, do you not think that Arkansas is just? Can you imagine what their fan base thinks now? I mean, no. You know, but they've totally named a coach that is out of nowhere. All right, Paul. And, here you go. He was the assistant head coach, offensive line coach, and recruiting coordinator at Arkansas from 2013 to 15. Before going uh, to Georgia, he's also coached at Tennessee and North Carolina before going to Arkansas in 2013, and so that's a little of his background. Paul, I appreciate your call. We'll run out of time. We'll bounce to some other guys, okay? Hey, appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Um, Rebel Red and Blue hanging on for a while. What's up? Well, first of all, the guy who went to Arkansas sounds like the offensive version of Ed Orgeron. Never a coordinator, no head coaching yeah. experience. Orgeron's a D-line coach. He's no line coach. So that's probably a three-year and find somebody else coach. What I was going to tell you, 
you talking about the defensive coordinator position at Ole Miss. Well, nobody's talking about this, but, you know, it was referenced from the Oxford Eagle yesterday that Kiffin has already said he is planning to retain McIntyre next year. Okay. And that's well, referenced at the Oxford Eagle. Well, but, I, I mean, appreciate you, you telling that me up, that. Right? I appreciate you telling me that. And it makes sense because, listen, uh, it was proven on the field this year. McIntyre is a real deal coach. He's, well, he's, he's a, a real coach. deal, and plus, he, you, you're saving yourself some money. Yeah. You don't have to buy him out, but he's proven himself. And I, I'm glad because I wanted to see what he was going to do in year two or three with these young guys. And if he can fix the secondary a little bit, it'd be amazing. He's got to plus, recruit. he's got all the connections with the current players. That's a good liaison. Sure. I think current players. That's right. It's, you know, somebody that they recognize. Good call. It's somebody they recognize. Not everything is completely new. DJ, you're up next. What's up, DJ? Well, first on Arkansas, and I am a little bit familiar with the guy, but I, I'm just, I got a hunch here, and, and I have no inside information. Obviously, he made a right connection or two when he was at Arkansas. And like I said, he's been Kirby Smart's associate head coach the last three or four years. But you know how that is. I mean, you know, and the thing is, people are looking at the Ed Ozron model. Mm-hmm. You, you hire a guy that's good with administration, that's got a decent recruiting background, then, he, then you give him a huge bank account to go get stud coordinator. It's a different it's a different MO than what we're used to seeing. But look at Ozron. I mean, you know, hey, they empty the bank account going out and getting assistance. And, and like I said, this guy fits that kind of MO. Also, uh, and like I said, uh, the Lane Kiffin, we talked about it last week. I'm just saying, like I said, uh, I'm not an Ole Miss fan, you know that. I'm a Buckeye, and like I said, uh, but I'm just telling you, Ole Miss has unloaded potential with this guy. And the thing is, I had some people go, "Well, what what an idiot he has been in the past." I mean, look at Ozron. I mean, Ozron has become a great coach because he and and you can't tell me working under Nick Saban did not help Kiffin to mature and become a good coach. And with that, you know, how many coaches in the state of Mississippi? I can think of Jackie Sherrill. Name another coach that's had Lane Kiffin connect with coach in Mississippi that you can think of. Jackie Sherrill's only one that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, that's had those kind of connections when he got there. That's a good point. Absolutely. That's a good point. DJ, Thanks. yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Call me anytime. Speaking of Coach Sherrill, the guy, you know, I played for Coach Sherrill. He did, you know, the success at A&M, at Pittsburgh, Marino, Tony Dorsett, all those kinds of things, and then took the state job. It's a really good point. Um, Speaking of Cheryl, this popped up yesterday. Joe Moorhead is the second coach in MSU history to lead the program to bowl games in each of his first two seasons, joining Jackie Cheryl, who did that in 91-92. How about that? You think about all the coaches they've had. Two of them have gone to bowls in the first two years, Cheryl and Moorhead. And those were 20, well, going on 30 years apart. Not quite 30 years, but close to it. Good show today. See you all tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. See you. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.